Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Randomly Generated History Club, where three non-historians pick a year at random and try to learn things about it. I'm Will and I'm here with my two friends, Ant and Anna. Hello. Hello. This week we are talking about the year 910 BCE. (laughs) And I'd like each of us to give our three-word preview of what we're discussing today. Ant. Uh, Sketchy Bible King. (laughs) Sketchy Bible King. (laughs) Very good. Anna. Big stone heads. Big stone heads? <laughs> Stoner heads? Stone heads. Okay. Big stone heads. Big stone heads. Oh, I think I might know what that is, mm-hmm. potentially. That's exciting. And mine is fascists in miniskirts. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Please stop looking at my browser history. <laughs> oh, amazing. Here we go. Onwards to 910 BCE. Okay, this week I am going to be talking about Sparta and ah. the Spartan people. It, in 910? It turns out wow. that Sparta was founded in about 910 wow. BCE. That is insane. I did not know that. And it, well... <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> Caveat ahoy. Founded, right? But... <laughs> You know, we're going to go with it. So the first thing to know about Sparta is that it wasn't really called that at all. Uh, So the city-state that we know as Sparta was actually called Lacedaemon. And because there was no daemons there. (laughs) (laughs) Nary a mat to be found. (laughs) And Sparta was the the main settlement in that area. But at the the time, people would have referred to the city-state as the political entity as as Lacedaemon rather than Sparta. And then much later on, about 650 BCE, 
which is what 250 years. Jesus, you've years already later. skipped forward. Oh, we're skipping all years. over the place. Yeah, <laughs> okay, great. that was my jumping off point. <laughs> <laughs> we're going on a real journey. It then became the dominant military land power in Greece, in mainland Greece, and as a result of that dominance, it was then the leading force in unifying Greece when the Persians invaded, and then even later still. In about 431 to 404 BCE, it then went to war with uh, and beat Athens in the Peloponnesian War. And although it then eventually lost a lot of its power, it then had a bit of, re- of a resurgence under the Roman conquest, which mm-hmm. then happened another few hundred years after that. And it wasn't uh, until the Visigoths came in in 396 AD and sacked Sparta mm. that it really... Was that late? Yeah, that oh, late. Wow. Exactly, yeah. So it had about like a 1300-year run Oh, which, pretty is, good. which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's about as long as you've been running, right? It's yeah, about yeah, like, uh, yeah about, half. about half the length of this podcast is going to be if we do all the years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so today it is a center for processing citrus fruit and olives. <laughs> 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 but the toughest citrus fruit and olives, right? No, yeah. not really. <laughs> and Sparta has a pretty fascinating uh, bunch of things about its unique social system that is worth exploring. And its constitution and laws were all configured to maximise military proficiency mm. at expense of basically absolutely everything mm. else and at really any cost. So it had uh, every single social institution had was geared around providing military training and physical development for m- basically its men. Who Lots of CrossFit gyms. There's so into oh CrossFit. God, so Huge. many ropes. <laughs> yeah. Creatine consumption was an all-time high. <laughs> That's what they yeah, were really yeah. processing. All their kidney stones. <laughs> <laughs> and the inhabitants of Sparta, much like CrossFit, were divided up into different groups. You had the Spartiates, who were the... <laughs> Sorry, that's great. Spartiate. <laughs> you yeah, sorry, are you would you are you mocking the Spartiates? No, that's how we call each other. I see. Uh <laughs> so they were citizens with full rights who and they were people who would mm-hmm. have be able to claim a pure bloodline uh, back right. to uh to uh, the to people other to their ancestors to, to other people. <laughs> I can declare <laughs> I have I have a very uh, pure bloodline to, to my, my ancestors. ancestors. Yeah. Direct line. <laughs> yeah. yeah, direct descendant of my ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you? That's really impressive. Sparty RT me, please. <laughs> but critically, those ancestors must have been solely within Sparta ah, for okay. some okay. Yeah, number yeah, of generations. Okay. And then the Mothakes, who were the descendants the, of moths. The weird moth people. <laughs> who were the weird moth people? <laughs> Left who... them out of the movies, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they were the air support in the battle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the Mothakes would circle around flames and <laughs> <laughs> flap in a confused fashion. <laughs> <laughs> they were the the free non-Spartiate people who descended from Spartans. So they weren't citizens with full rights. They yeah, hadn't gone okay. through the pro- a bunch of processes we'll talk about in a moment to gain those full rights. Mm. But they were still pure bloods. Uh, and then there were the Perioikoi, <laughs> who were the the free non-Spartiate people. So these are still Greeks, but they're not. They can't claim any heritage. Yeah, are they Spartan. full free or half half fat? They are they're they're fully skimmed. Half and half. Fully skimmed. Fully skimmed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Fully oh, okay. free. Can you say him again, please? Yeah, the perioikoi. <laughs> and <laughs> then the helots, <laughs> the helots uh, were the state-owned enslaved non-Spartan locals. Okay. So they're they're your slaves, basically. 
I feel we're going to need like a table of Spartan, non-Spartan, free, non-free, and <laughs> yeah. then put people in those boxes. Yeah, and the, the whole thing that runs through all this basically is how pure is your blood. Yeah. And so... Oh, that's never caused problems in Never history. caused any problems <laughs> at all. So Spartan men underwent the rigorous agogi uh, training regimen. And the... It's like a Korean beef dish. Yeah, <laughs> mostly Zumba, I think. <laughs> how much beef could you eat in a 30-minute period? <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a... Uh, an intense uh, training regimen of physical training and military training but it was something every single person in this social class would undergo mm. and they would, and they would do that so they could fight in the military and also and then with that came full rights to citizen cool and the spartan phalanxes that that uh, resulted in were considered unsurprisingly to be amongst the best in battle because they'd get the whole society around mm. being good in battle mm. and interestingly spartan women also enjoyed considerably more rights than elsewhere in classical antiquity oh but that's like yeah. Not saying that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not that much, right. Yeah, Which yeah. is to say, minimal, yeah, exactly. but not none. They were allowed <laughs> yeah. to speak in, behind closed doors Whoa, or something. Whoa, yeah, don't yeah. go crazy. <laughs> but it's not just us today uh, who are interested in Sparta. They were actually the subject of fascination by yeah. other people, at the, even at the time, such was their unique culture. And That's right. 300 is so-called because it is the 300th version of that movie. Right? <laughs> yeah, pretty We've much. We've been making it for ages. Yeah, exactly. And I can't deal with this without dealing with the film 300 mm. yeah. in all its glory. And this is basically referred to a battle that took place about 430 years after the period we're supposed to be focusing on but okay. well you're yeah, still you're, you're yeah. you still haven't hit the record yeah i'm uh, not yet so. <laughs> i'm what's this about 0.4 of an ant time yet <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there was a small force led by king leonidas and he had about he did have about 300 uh, spartans with him but he also had about 700 thespians to <laughs> just actors <laughs> <laughs> to just like to mime during the melodrama do like improv scenes <laughs> exactly mm. right okay. yeah so they so, so the spartans were very well prepared and had been preparing for this scene their whole life yeah and the thespians were just as you say improving their way through yeah. it <laughs> i need a to... suggestion what's something we could kill xerxes with <laughs> <laughs> and then they also had about 400 thebans Huh. I have no, fun, yeah, no, funny, no, no, no funny commentary there. <laughs> no funny comments there for the Thebans. <laughs> and they made a legendary last stand, much actually like depicted was depicted in the film to some degree, uh, the Battle of Thermopylae against this massive Persian army led by Xerxes. And the Spartans had managed to get themselves in position because they'd got some advance warning of the invasion. And then about a year later, they then assembled their full Spartan force, mm. which was really the most uh, pure expression of like Spartan military prowess that's ever occurred and they uh, won a complete and overwhelming military victory against the Persians, forcing them to end their invasion. That must be the plot of 302? I think, that, I think there is a sequel. There is a sequel. It probably is the plot. I've not seen it because, <laughs> you know... So it was uh, as we've as we've already said. It was kind of fascinating the way they governed themselves. They had an oligarchy, which in this instance means that the state was ruled by two hereditary kings. So they had two families, and they ba they balanced each other's power against each other. So they were, were sort of holding each other in check. And after the Persian invasion, the the power of those families actually ended up steadily declining a little bit. But basically, had they had this hereditary principle, and that hereditary principle permeated everything else in society mm. so um as we were saying about the bloodlines this was a really critical part of the way that they they ran their society um and if you couldn't show pure spartan blood you had fewer rights so despite being very cool they were 
basically a military fascist yeah. state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and by modern standards, they're being completely uncool. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, basically the most appalling place. But they're abs. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful muscle toe. Yeah, exactly. There yeah. is a sequel, by the way. It's called 300 Rise of an Empire. Uh-huh. And it stars your favorite Bond girl. <gasps> Which one? Eva Green. Eva Green. Oh, no way. I must watch this. Wait, no, wasn't yeah. Eva Green in the first one as well? I don't think so. Am I just I looking feel like, at the first one? I think no, you're looking at the first one. Isn't no, Eva Green in the first one? What's his face isn't in it? No, Eva Green's in the first one. No, I don't think she is. Is she not? I, that's the kind of thing I'd remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I think you're thinking of Lena Hetty. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm sorry. Who's in both of them? Yeah. Great. End of section. End of section. <laughs> that will was such an insightful look into the year nine ten BC. Yeah, you will learn so much like about that. I feel like I know so much about year. that that time period now thank you i'm doing a history podcast (laughs) i shall contribute to uh the facts that happened definitely in 910 great um bc just bc yes um this is probably actually going to contain the least amount of historical fact of any of the episodes that I have ever done. Oh, uh, <laughs> but I promise I will not mispronounce a single word. Oh, you've made that promise before. Yeah, we've, we've, that before. we've been burnt. And the key source for this information is uh-huh. a book. Uh, it's a pretty good book, actually. You might even say it's a great book. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> It is, of course, the greatest Harry book of Potter all time. And the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. No, the Bible. Yay! Specifically, twelve verses within the Old Testament, um, or I guess just the regular Testament. If you don't believe in the New Testament, yeah. Um, uh, Kings, Kings one, <laughs> which is about Testament. the kings of Israel, and specifically in this one, we're going to talk about a chap that definitely, maybe, did exist, maybe called King Omri. 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 O M R. I. Oh. So King Omri. O-M-R-I. Yeah, O-M-R-I. <laughs> he was born in 1910 BCE. 1910? 910, sorry. 910, oh, 910, 910 BCE. <laughs> we're so, we're in a constant state of anxiety. <laughs> I know. I'm so tense right now. No, he was born in 910 BCE. Okay. Roughly, approximately, maybe... He might not be real. Okay. We're going to talk if about this. If he was real, he was born in 910. Ish. Great. Okay. Yeah. Ish. Yeah, yeah, ish. Okay. We don't know. We yeah. don't know. When you were out yep. by one ant time unit, you, you said the words, I am definitely dealing with... Well, no, what I'm about to say definitely happened in the year 547 BCE. So, yeah. but this definitely happened no, in 910 it, BCE, it, it right? It definitely maybe didn't happen, but uh-huh. if it did, then this is when it would have definitely maybe happened-ish, give or okay, take. That, it couldn't be clearer. Yeah, it could. <laughs> yeah. So, so just to give you a bit of context around this time, uh, we're talking about Israel or modern-day Israel. Uh, and at the time, it was split into two. In the north, you had... Israel, and in the south you had the kingdom of Judah. Mm-hmm. So there were two different parts of Israel then at the time, and the legend of Omri goes something like: there was a king of Israel in the north, the northern kingdom, called King Eula. Um, uh, uh, and Omri was the commander of the armies, uh, and he had a rival, Zimri, who was commander of half the chariots. Um, okay. It's not the right half or the left. <laughs> yeah, half? It's not clear if it's like just half of every chariot <laughs> or just half the total number of okay. chariots. It's actually not clear. So Zimri he assassinates King Eula, spelt 
E-U-L-A, yeah. uh, probably because he kept insisting that everyone sign up to arduous terms of references for use of their data. <laughs> <laughs> That's for my GDPR nerds out there. Um, okay. I know they're out there. <laughs> God, anyway, I hope so. Anyway, Zimri takes the title of king and he lasts as king for seven whole days wow. before word gets out to the armies that are controlled by Omri. Uh, and Omri then goes about and sieges the city and so Zimri decides to do the only noble thing that he can do. Uh, well, he doesn't do the most noble thing, which would be facing him in battle. He, yeah. He, yeah. He, he decides to lock the doors to the palace and set on fire with himself inside it. What? Uh, Omri did that? No, 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 Zimri. Zimri, Zimri kills oh, okay, himself okay, by burning, sorry, down sorry, the, yeah. burning down the palace. Hang on, this Jesus. sounds like a very unlikely thing. Are you sure he the other people didn't lock him in and burn the place down? This is potentially true. <laughs> that seems more likely. Look, you want to take it up with the Bible? You go right ahead, okay? <laughs> we're going to talk about some your, other historical... Your complaints have been lodged. <laughs> we're going to take this up with some other, uh, other historical... What is the process well? for getting edits? And then the Bible... I think I think just nail them to a door of a church somewhere yeah, and eventually worked, that's yeah, worked yeah. really well in fact. <laughs> okay, you could also back. attempt to become pope. Yeah, that's uh, true. Okay. That is true. Or have a diet as in like a council of bishops. Okay. Right, you could do all those things. <laughs> anyway, uh Omri takes the throne and he suppressed a would-be king along the way, uh, but he then actually solidifies power and he instigates the Omri dynasty of rule for a few generations. Mm. It was very is lasting and peaceful and it actually ended about 50 years of civil war and conflict fighting over this throne of, of Israel. Omripotent. Omripotent. Really. <laughs> nice. I like oh, that. Uh, Thanks. So he definitely may be totally sort of, okay, potentially ruled for 12 years from 885 to 874 BCE. And he also, in his time, set up the capital of Samaria. So oh. uh, the city of Samaria is founded when he decides to found it, and it becomes the capital of Israel. The the, the capital of Judah was always... Uh, um, uh, Jerusalem? Jerusalem, that's the one, yeah. But the capital of the north was changed, and then it became Samaria for, from then on. And that's where the sort of the name the Samarians come from as well. Samaritans? Samarians. So oh, Samarian people. different ones, okay. Not the Samaritans, the okay. people that, you, that do good things. Yeah. Um, but according to the Bible, though, he was an evil king. <laughs> he walked in the ways of Jeroboam and angered God by the use of idols. You can't do yeah, that. You can't do that. You can't do that. How do you use it? What was he using him for? What? what uh, by the use of idols. Little <laughs> plays. Yeah. Stage. Yeah, little, right? Yeah. Yeah, puppeteering. Theater shows. Door stops. <laughs> yeah. Paperweights. Just all, all the kind of basic idol things. Um <laughs> So while the Bible might be somewhat questionable uh, as a nope. source in some ways, because it's only, t- <laughs> it's only 12 verses on this, so of course, it's backed up in two other places as well. Um, so this sort of historical account of Omri is potentially maybe being real, um, which is the Black Obelisk of Shalamansar III Ooh. and me- the Mesha Steel of the Moabites. Wow. So they're obviously not kept in their home countries. They're kept in no. the British Museum and the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, why would they Absolutely be in their home company, countries? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Black Obelisk is a is a large obelisk. That's black. what color is it? Black. Okay, <laughs> yeah. and it's a testament to the Syrian ruler Shalmaneser the Third, and bears inscriptions about his conquests and how often kowtows to him, etc., including a mention of the. Omri dynasty king, a descendant of King Omri, who was bowing down. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And, and swearing allegiance to the Syrians. Hmm. So... Not specifically mentioned in Armory, but the yeah, Armory dynasty. That seems pretty legit. And so this was this was made after, like yes. well after his well rule, after, well after telling the history yeah, of yeah, what yeah, about happens. three yeah. years later or something like that. Yeah. And then the Mesha steel is a large inscribed stone slate, so a black stone slate. Uh, a steel in this concept is just a, a large oh, uh, yes, slate. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it is uh, inscribed in Canaanite inscriptions depicting King Mesha of Moab, which is modern day Jordan. Mm. Um, which also give references to the House of Omri. So not a dynasty per se or an empire or a kingdom, but the House of Omri. So yeah, yeah, okay. somewhat the same. Uh, I have a quote from the Mesha Steel, if you like. Yes, yes please. It's real pithy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, as for Omri, king of Israel. Who he, definitely existed. Yeah, he oppressed Moab for many days oh. because Chemosh was angry with his land and his son succeeded him. And he also said, I will oppress Moab. It was... <laughs> It was during my days that he said this. Well, it, he was very clear in his intentions. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, that's, that doesn't seem plausible. That's what, that's what it says. It's not. I think it, it seems, in fact, so plausible <laughs> because it's just so, yeah, it, it's just so you, matter you, of fact, right? It's not like, and then he hurled a lightning bolt. It's just yeah. like he oppressed a guy after he said, I'm going to oppress But it's guy. like two 11-year-olds have constructed yeah. an alibi for us. <laughs> The theft of some sweets. It was just like, idols in a trench coat. I mean, the Mesha Steel, the story of that in itself is actually fascinating. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but like it was it was broken. There's bits missing. Mm. Part of the saving, how they have the inscriptions at all is because someone took what's called a squeeze of it, which is that during there's some sort of theft and back and forth. Someone got some papier-mâché and then stuck it on and ripped oh. it off and then galloped off into the distance and they had the, had the thing before it got smashed up. Wow. Oh. Yeah, so there's a whole thing there. Um, but squeeze. It, yeah, a good squeeze. Uh, it's, Do people it, get squeezed these days? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I squeeze like, the whole time. Do you? Yeah, people yeah, just yeah, come yeah. up to you and take papier-mâché yeah, moulds pe- of you. People <laughs> and then run off. They're on the tube, they come up, they douse me with PVA glue yeah. and old newspapers. And it's really tedious, you know. <laughs> um, it, I mean, must be. You'd be like picking glue scabs no, yeah. off of you your no, whole yeah, life. The, yeah, yeah, for sure. And not just glue scabs either. <laughs> <laughs> All manner. <laughs> manner of scabs. God. Anyway, it's still debated uh, to this day if, if a chap named Omri actually existed or if it's just like a dynastic lineage or a legendary figure that founded it. Yeah. Um, you know, the Mesha steel, for example, might just also be an allegorical retelling of the the, the verse in, in, in Kings because there's a lot of analogs to what happens there. Yeah. sort of reinforce, reinforces itself rather than like core historic fact. So still up in the air, still not sure if he existed, not sure if it was 910 that he was born, all a bit vague. What do you feel in your heart of hearts? I, I think... I, King Omri's real to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, He's I'm, real to me. I feel him in this room right yeah, now. Yeah. I feel him too. 
Um, some represents. So, uh, you know, just just good, solid history stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You nailed it, history-wise. <laughs> My three words were big stone heads. You guys think you know what it is I thought, in reference to? I thought to? I did. It, you're probably right. Is it Easter Island? Oh, no. That's what I was thinking, too. Oh, or no. the Rolling Stones. No, uh, Rapa Nui. Those are much later, actually. Oh. oh. Yeah, I think around 1200. Big stone heads. Okay. Right yeah. These are other big stone heads. It's not going to be Mount Rushmore at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> is, it, uh, is it Egypt? It's not Egypt. Oh, wow. Do you want to just keep guessing? or? No, I think. Is it <laughs> Asia or Africa or Europe? Nope, nope, nope. No way. No, I is know. it the Americas? It is the Americas. Oh, go on, please. Okay, I, I, I shall. Uh, I want to say I found a great map of the world in 1000 BCE, and most of it just says things like desert hunter-gatherers. So like, <laughs> there aren't even regions that have been named. Um, but there is at least one civilization in the Americas that merited a capital letter, the Olmecs. Oh. Okay, yes, I have heard of them. O-L-M-E-C, the mm. Olmecs, yep. Uh, I was going to say... They make that um, book every year about the weather, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> the Olmanec. The Olmanec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll come on to that, yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say this might be my most tenuous connection yet uh, because the Olmecs existed from around 1500 BC to around 400 BC. So 910 is just sort of in the middle there. Um, but That's I'm, worse than my one. That I is know. so much worse. How could you be giving him such such abuse? Because there are reasons for nine nine ten. Okay, okay, and I'll get to them. But I just wanted to give people the the range, so you don't think they just right, existed we'll, in nine hundred. We'll keep the guillotine on its peg for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, they, they sound. Oh no, never mind. But they're not contemporaneous with Sparta. They started earlier and ended earlier. Oh, they overlap. Yeah, they overlap for in 910, for yeah, instance. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for some background, the Olmecs are thought to be the first Mesoamerican civilization evolving out of early farming cultures. They're centered in what is now Mexico on the Gulf of Mexico side, which is lovely, just sort of to the west of the Yucatan What Peninsula. a time to invest in property back in 910. Oh my God, are you if kidding you just, me? If you had some money back then, yeah. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're considered one of six cradles of civilization worldwide. Along oh, wow. with things like, you know, the Rift Valley and whatever. Norwich. Nor <laughs> Along with Norwich, yep. <laughs> From which all life emerges and to which all life will return. <laughs> um, we do know a lot of things about the Olmecs, but far less than we know about, like, the Mayans or the Aztecs who came later. But over the years, archaeologists and historians have credited the Olmecs with many firsts most of which are tenuous at best. Combustion engine. <laughs> including the first combustion engine. <laughs> um, no, including bloodletting. Okay. The concept of zero. Uh -huh. Maybe human sacrifice. Possibly writing. Perhaps the compass. Oh, okay. And definitely popcorn. What? <laughs> yeah. Which, as far as civilizations go... It's pretty good. I like a lot of those things. I mean, it makes sense. Like before popcorn, they had zero popcorn. So they had to invent zero. Yeah, first. they had yeah. to say from nothingness came popcorn. <laughs> I think those things actually comprise a full civilization. Mm. I mean, yeah. You don't need any more things. Yeah. No, I think that's the, everything. Now, the reason I'm grabbing the most precarious, slippery foothold on 910 BCE is that right around this time, the civilization was transitioning from its called formation stage to its integration stage. And it's when they abandoned 
San Lorenzo, which had been their their civilizational center, and moved to La Venta, which is closer to the coast. Mm. Um, and so this is this is kind of a transition to a more advanced, a more settled civilization, and that's when they really start to build up the things that make them known. And so that's why. I, I, I think it satisfies okay. the requirements. Um, and so, yeah, as soon as they move to La Venta, this is when things really kick off for them. They build a great pyramid, mm. which kind of was like just a big pile of dirt, but it still stands today. <laughs> okay, well, that's still yeah. impressive. That yeah. is huge, yeah. Um, they made these opulent offerings with jade and pottery and figurines and mosaics and all the little trinkets that you just skip over in museums um, <laughs> oh, they oriented some of their monuments around the north star so oh, okay they so think the, they had some concept some of, yeah, of astronomy yep or they were just really lucky um we don't know too much about their their pantheon or their or their religion but they did really love wear jaguars as in as in half man, half, half, man, half jaguar. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, sorry. Can well, you guys real. say that word? Where jaguar? Where jaguar. Jaguar. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> it's just so much better. Um, some people think the where jaguar was the god of rain, which yep. historians then dubbed rain baby. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess it was a baby where jaguar. Um, but yes. Well, I'm half man, half jaguar. You're half man, half jaguar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which half? Uh, top half of a man. Uh-huh. Bottom half also of a man. <laughs> Heart of a jaguar. Appetite of a jaguar. <laughs> also spots of a jaguar. Spots, yeah, that is. All those yeah, scabs. All those... <laughs> okay, now I know what you're thinking. What did they eat? <laughs> popcorn, obviously. <laughs> obviously popcorn. I'm here to tell you some other things. How does snook sound? Confusing. Snook. Can I, I interest it. you in a mohara or tarpon? No. Snook was the evil <laughs> Sith Lord in the sequels to <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, well, they ate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, those are all fish. Oh, um, oh. oh I have heard of snook fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And catfish. Yeah. Turtles. Ah. And dogs. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Delicious. Del- <laughs> <laughs> but the thing the Olmecs are really known for are these colossal heads. And colossal is not an exaggeration they varied in height from one and a half to three and a half meters tall that's pretty big they weighed between six and 50 tons wow so huge stone heads um 17 of them have been unearthed in olmec territory and that like it does what it says on the tin they are stone heads they're not heads that fell off of bodies they were the monument itself Just was the head. heads and they all the heads have very similar facial features and expressions and the consensus is that these were the rulers of the olmecs although for a while there was a theory that they were ball players because there's this the mesoamerican ball game which is like where they have these incredibly thick rubber balls that they throw at the wall and at each other. Is that the stuff. one of the ring yes, in the wall? The yeah, 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 exactly. So the Olmecs maybe invented that, um, maybe didn't. Maybe the Stoneheads are ball players. Maybe they were kings. A lot of speculation. Um, the not heads, very collectible, are they? They're not very collectible. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they're, um, they take up a lot of space yeah, in a do. sculpture garden. Not going to put them in a ring binder. <laughs> yeah. I would be amazed at that ring binder. <laughs> um, the heads have been dated from 
1000 BC to 600 BC, but the ones at San Lorenzo were buried around 900, so when the civilization is is moving. So again, another mark for 910. <laughs> so who, who dated the heads? Um, uh, there's lady heads. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very, the wear jaguars. Uh, they're constructed out of, I'm realizing now I've never actually said this rock out loud, Basalt? Basalt, ba- yeah. Basalt? Basalt, yeah. Basalt. Uh, <laughs> um, which is a volcanic rock, of course. And for some of the heads, at least, the Olmecs very smartly went to areas where there were volcanic mudslides that basically delivered the stone down the yeah, mountain yeah, to them. Great. So they didn't have to bother so with So they just quarrying. found some head-shaped stones. Yeah, big round head, And then just big chiseled round off stones. a little bit here and there. And then they moved them back to their cities sometimes like 150 kilometers and one thing they definitely didn't invent was the wheel so they're just sort of pushing i guess and pulling like log rollers yeah yeah and maybe they think maybe like river transport they floated probably slaves yeah of some sort yeah i don't know actually what the slave class was like i didn't get into that um Anyway, one fun story about the heads is that in January 2009, two Mexicans and one American who are all members of this particular evangelical church slash cult went into a museum and threw salt, grape juice and oil on the heads as a supposed pre-Columbian ritual to bring about peace and world healing. Oh, did it work? It, I think so. <laughs> Since January 2009, can you think of anything mm. that hasn't been peaceful? <laughs> nope. So, nailed it. Um, and yeah, that is just an incredibly brief overview of a civilization that lasted an entire millennium and about which we will probably never say another word on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But good job, Amazing. Olmecs. Love, yeah, those, good job. love those big giant and Thank heads. you for the world peace. Yeah, thank you for the world peace to those people. Fascinating stuff. It's wonderful. I had no idea that people there were building such enormous heads. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, they they really couldn't be larger. <laughs> Can you imagine one in the room we're in right now? Well, it would be... Because here it is. <laughs> oh, it's been here the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah. It really blends in. In retrospect, I really should have noticed. Yeah, I mean, it is a noticed. large cavern that we yeah. record this yeah, in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Deep did under you bring the this ground. on the train? <laughs> I did, yeah. I got in quite a bit of trouble with the Thames Link people. <laughs> Oh no, that's personal de- data. Now people We'll beep that out. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. That's everything you'd ever need to know about the year 910 BCE. Mm-hmm. I can't wait until we get 909 BCE and <laughs> oh we can God. just continue all of the wonderful <laughs> no. stuff we've talked about here. Ant's going to have to read a whole other book of the Bible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. <laughs> now, Ant is doing an internship yep. at the moment uh, as the RNG custodian. Yeah. yeah. There is a, a BTEC, a GCSE, um, and <laughs> yeah. then um, an undergraduate foundation course that he's yeah. been doing yeah you've d- you've done really well thank you it's been it's been 70 17 years of my life yeah uh, but it's worth it i have yeah, to say also so. the the robes look really fetching on oh, you thank you it's thank you very much I mean, they're, they're hand-me-downs so they're I'll, yeah. grow, I'll grow into them yeah i'll grow into them <laughs> um so yeah are you ready to boot it up i'm really nervous about this but yes i'm gonna boot up the random number generator you can do it um is this this okay, is right let me just toggle this um <laughs> pulleys are active <laughs> lights are green good okay so the next year that we'll be doing is 1881 
Oh, oh, that's okay. That's pretty oh, good. Oh, you've that's nailed it. Good. You've, I think I've done you've right. shepherded it to a great year. Yeah, we've we have gone out of the doldrums of yeah. 1910 uh, BCE. Yeah. Oh, there's um, gonna be lots of history there. 1881. Is, is that our first palindrome? Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Great. Must be, yeah. How many palindromes are there between minus two thousand, minus one thousand, plus two thousand? That's a question uh, okay. for our audience. Uh, Seven. <laughs> I don't know, that's true. No. <laughs> I'm sure it's way more than that. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have an answer for you next yeah. week on that. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we'll also have some history. Yeah, thanks. Oh, right, my see hands you are next burning. time. <laughs> I shouldn't have touched it so much. <laughs> also, tell your friends about the podcast. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.